Zack Snyder, you are tearing me apart. Oh, hi, listener. Thanks for pressing play on this episode of the Jock and Nerd podcast. And, well, it happened. Disney is buying Fox. Yes, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four will return to Marvel, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. We get into every franchise and TV show they've acquired and what it means for fans and the movie industry as a whole. Also, net neutrality is dead. Star Wars The Last Jedi is out, and Warner Brothers announces its slate of upcoming DC movies yet again. And I hijack uh, the recommendation segment at the end of the episode to try to turn you on, the listener, to everything from Happy on Sci-Fi, Future Man on Hulu, and even a 30 for 30 documentary. Jocktastic! All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Friday, December 15th, 2017. Check. What's up, listener? Welcome back to another awesome edition of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And he's the rug boy. Good earth to your rugs. How's it going? What's up, dudes? Uh, Fuck you. uh, Fuck you. How's it going? (laughs) Rug boy, what's your drink of choice tonight? You got a little, uh, let me hear the jingle. Oh, it's uh, it's almost gone. Oh, it sounds like Christmas. I waited for Anthony so long that I finished my drink. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Rugboy slammed a fifth of bourbon to get ready for the show, everybody. So it's on on the rocks with a little ginger ale, a little water down. I like it. If you are a first time listener, thanks for checking us out. What do we do here? Well, we geek out about stuff we love, which happens to be comic book and superhero TV and movie related stuff in pop culture, mass media. And boy, do we have a big story to talk about this week on the show. What you're going to get is a bunch of news, uh, and it's going to be in the title. You've probably heard about this Disney Fox deal. Uh, Unbelievable. We're going to dig in. We talked a little bit last week. We're going to talk about it some more. And then we'll do uh, maybe a little quick review recommendation, what we've been watching to wrap up the show. And I got some feedback, uh, some messages, some emails to share. But first, I would like to say hello to Spotify listeners. We're new on Spotify. We see you. Checking us out. You guys, it's cool hanging out on Spotify. It's all like dark background and there's green buttons. Very slick what user interface. I like <laughs> I like being in the Spotify with this. Uh, Have you never used Spotify before? I'm not really a big Spotify. No? I'm Why? saying what's, it's... What's, what do you mean? Why you're not a big Spotify guy? Because I don't guy. pay for it. So I will oh. do like the radio, the playlists every now and yeah. then. But it's very limiting. What, what do you use? Uh, Pandora... Oh, dude, Pandora, really? But that, which here, is dude. kind of the same thing. But I don't really, if I want to hear something specific, like I'll just go to YouTube and play it oh, on wow, YouTube. Oh, wow, you're real, you're I'm, real I'm school. frugal. No, I'm cheap is what it is. I would love to pay yeah. for Spotify, but I'm saving it's my money. Bucks. Look, I'm saving my money for the 20 streaming services we are going to have to buy in the future. Okay, fair enough. To watch all well, that stuff. point. <laughs> no, Disney's buying all of them. Get the well, out of you'll, ultimately, you'll only have to pay Disney for everything. That's right. what's going to happen. Oh, shit. Uh, give it about 20, 25 years. But what's up, Spotify? And you can also visit the website, jockinner.com, for all the other places you can find us wherever podcasts are found. 
you will find us there. Uh, the show notes, jockandnerd.com slash 199. You can follow along. Everything we talk about will be in the show notes. And before we get to the news, you guys, I have to issue a, a huge uh, apology retraction. There was a major, major error in our last show. I knew about this. Major factual error. It's very embarrassing. And this is not the first time I've had to uh, eat my words and be embarrassed on the show. Nothing new. Why, why is it that we insult our listeners every so, show? Last show, we welcomed uh, a person by a listener by the name of Jess Rivera to our Facebook group. And I continue to speak about this person just assuming they were a female. You just wanted him to be a girl. Yeah, you were you were wish you were you were wishing he was a girl. <laughs> Turns out, listener. Ah, Jess is not a girl. He's a man, baby. Oh shit. Uh, but he is a very good sport. He actually posted on Facebook. He goes Finkel is Einhorn? Einhorn is Finkel? <laughs> Where's that from? He's Ventura. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, he's Jess, thanks for being a good sport. He's like, no need to apologize. It happens a lot, actually. To which I was like, okay, great. You fucking moron. <laughs> I love that he thought that he wanted it to be a girl. Yes. And I knew it wasn't, but I just let him just continue. I tried to nudge you in the right direction. You but did work. ask, and I, and I listened back, and I seemed pretty sure. And hey, look, to my credit, everyone, I, I could have cut that whole thing out because I figured it out before I posted the show. But no, nah, I'll take the hit. I, I love being embarrassed. It turns me on. Geek boner. <laughs> you do it so well. I know. Yeah. Uh, so here's what. That takes our listener confirmed female listenership down to two <laughs> from three. But hey, you know what it did uh, create is listen. I know, there's, I know actually a couple of females. There's a couple more. Show. But yeah. uh, also another positive of this is it encouraged listener engagement. He had to reach out and say that he is a male. He had to confirm his male. Boom. I got listeners commenting this. So let big lesson is if I want listener engagement, just fucking fuck with our listeners. We got Vitiligo, Dick, Joe Henry, and we got uh, Jess Rivera. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen to the show, and I will completely think you're the wrong gender. That's the hook of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Let's get to the news. The Jock, Jock and Nerd podcast. Any other listeners you want to throw under the bus, Imran? Oh, I have some more coming up right here, listener. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, uh, and I don't know why you would after listening to my apology, visit jockandnerd.com slash contact, where you can find our Twitter our Facebook page, email, speak pipe. You can send your voice and our awesome Facebook group where all the listeners hang out. You can meet other listeners and geek out with like minds and uh, got to welcome this week. New members, Brent hand, Steve Morrison and Lisa Morrison. Hold on. These two are also uh, patrons. And Whoa. I believe, wow. and I'm probably going to get this completely wrong. I think they are husband and wife. Now, don't ask me which one's the husband and which one's the wife. They could be brother I'll and sister. Fuck that up. I did a little snooping. I think they're married. Now, okay. Morrison's, if I'm wrong, please write in and I will embarrass myself again next episode. Tune in. Let's find out. Let's get down to the mystery of the Morrisons. <laughs> but I want to thank them because Steve Morrison, he's been a patron for a long time. Uh, so very awesome to have you on board. Okay, guys, it fucking happened. I can't believe it. We have been talking about this for the past month. And uh, last week we went over the pros and cons of a Disney Fox buyout. But uh, Jesus Christ, from the New York Times, 
In a move that will reverberate from Hollywood and Silicon Valley to TVs and smartphones around the world, the Walt Disney Company said Thursday that it had reached a deal to buy most of 21st Century Fox, the empire controlled by Rupert Murdoch in an all-stock transaction valued at roughly $52.4 billion. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Wow. So Disney bought Marvel for like $4 billion, then they buy Lucasfilm. I think that was also maybe $4 billion. And then just this jump. So I know there's also... Well, yeah, because fact that they're buying a lot more than buying, just one property. Yes. Uh, and actually, the actual cost, they're also absorbing some debt Fox has, and the so, actual cost is like $66 billion. Disney just bought the stock in the company? Is that basically what happened? Uh, I think they bought... I, I have to look at it, but from what I remember, they bought enough that they're now controlling stock. I think it's like 60%, which is the controlling wow power so they own it why did they make a meeting about it couldn't they just bought the stock like why did they have to meet with them uh well there was other suitors uh i think the reason this happened is comcast had dropped out it was between comcast and disney so maybe it was their stock stock to sell yeah right yes. yeah it's yeah it's so it's fox not as was, easy as just buying yeah. it's not like stock market it's different i mean th yeah this is buying uh we'll talk about everything disney just bought but uh you know we went over the pros and cons and another con i thought of that i heard uh this week uh is that a lot of jobs are going to be lost that's a bad one yeah so uh, there are pros and cons i think there's a little more cons i like there's good things about this and bad things about this i, I, I have my 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 big pro and then a lot of cons. Yeah, right. There's one yeah. big pro and a lot of cons. Now, jobs will be lost because Disney, a lot of these departments are going to be redundant to Disney. They don't need another animation yeah. department. They don't need another people driving their trucks around. Well, there, yeah, that 20th Century Fox studio eventually lot. will probably go away. Right? Isn't that yeah. fucking crazy? Yeah. Uh, and now my concern was, you know, Deadpool was this R-rated hit. They have the Deadpool rights. Uh, what are they going to do with it? Bob Iger has come out and said, quote, Deadpool clearly has been and will be Marvel branded, but we think there might be an opportunity for a Marvel R brand for something like Deadpool. As long as we let the audience know what's coming, we can, we think we can manage that fine. That's crazy. That's the first time I've heard someone from Disney say Marvel R brand for anything. It's awesome. Cool. Let's get into, but before you get into what they've bought. Yeah. Just a quick thought for me was um, I'm excited that Marvel is now has a, most of its properties. Yes. All, not yes, all of them. Almost all of them. Uh, that's a good thing, I think, because I, I enjoy the MCU. Yes. Um, waiting on my decision on if this is actually good for business, because the Marvel thing is something we care about, but it's a very small portion of this deal in comparison to everything else. Absolutely. Yeah, this deal is like so much bigger than just Marvel. And, yeah. and I don't think that was the main motivator. No. Clearly, no, no. the main... No, of course yes, not. The main motivator <laughs> is they... What is Disney has a back catalog. They are the last of the big traditional giant of media. They need to compete with the Amazons, the Netflix, the Apples, streaming. They need a back catalog. They just purchased a fucking giant back catalog. Well, the issue now is it doesn't really matter what you're on platform wise. It doesn't matter if you're Netflix, Hulu, or whatever. It auto it just matters what the franchises that you have now. Right. And they bought all the franchises. They bought Planet of the Apes. They bought It's an IP everything. game. Here, yes. Okay, so here's us, the Imran. real thing. Here's every IP Disney just bought. Aliens and Predator. 
Avatar, Die Hard franchise, The Fantastic Four, Kingsman, The Martian, and his he's making another movie called Artemis that's based off of the same writer, Planet of the Apes franchise, the distribution rights for the original Star Wars trilogy. They have the rights from Lucasfilm. The first movie was financed by Fox, so now they can distribute the original trilogy. X-Men, Home Alone, Ice Age, The X-Files, Fight Club, Independence Day, Many TV shows, Family Guy, The Simpsons, The Simpsons, The Gifted, Legion, American Horror Story, The Orville, NBC's This Is Us, ABC's Modern Family, 24, and Prison Break. And this also gives them 60% stake in Hulu. Another thing to note, this isn't going to happen for another 12 to 18 months. It has to go through regulations, antitrust regulators. Let me read some some numbers for you. So as of right now. There is with major major film studios. Yes. It was Walt Disney, Warner Brothers, Fox, Universal, Sony, and Paramount. Now that's six. High top. But so Walt's Walt Disney Studios owned twenty six percent. Yep. Second was Warner Brothers at sixteen. Yep. Third, thirteen percent Fox. So now imagine that. Now you combine that with Disney, they own almost forty percent <laughs> of the major uh, all the all the uh, market share in the in the studio business. And if you are someone who pitches movies, or you are a filmmaker, a writer, you have one less studio to fucking pitch. One to. less major one. One less major studio. So will this uh, encourage smaller, independent, risky content? Uh, possibly. Uh, will oh man, there's so many things. So also another interesting note: if the deal is blocked, Disney has to pay Fox two and a half billion dollars as in as a fee. Yeah, a breakup fee. So why would it not go through? It would be like because of the Monopoly. regulations. Monopoly. Yes, because the AT and T Time Warner merger has been. Uh, they've been trying to block that. The Justice Department is trying to slow that down. They don't want that. That's a huge merger. Uh, this is another thing. Disney's going to rule the world. It's literally going to be a Disney world. Like everything's <laughs> going to be Disney. Hold on to that Disney. You cash. think it'll get blocked? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know enough, but I don't think so. I think it would probably if there was less studios. But since there's like six, yeah, there's still. I mean, forty percent is a big chunk, but that's not. You're not controlling everything. You're not even in the majority. But what? Right. What if they don't stop at Fox? What if they want to buy Paramount next? Then they want to buy. What if they want to buy Warner Brothers? What if they end up well, buying all of them will, one by one? I think once they get to a tipping point, where do you stop like, them? Huh. <laughs> Uh, my other thought is uh, Faiji must have had fucking plans for this. He must have known, yep. you know. I do. I, I noted that when you first said right? this. If this yeah. ever happened, I bet he's got contingency fucking plans. I'll, uh, I mean, I'll say, remember when we first talked about this, I was like two things. Yeah. Faiji saying that they've got 20 movies planned after after Avengers. Like, really? You had 20 movies? Oh, wait. Now that makes sense. You have X-Men and Fantastic Four things you can do now. However. Even before we in that article we read, they said Marvel has seven thousand characters without this no, deal. Yeah, but come on, Imran, we're not fools. They're not. Yeah, they're, they're not. not Fahey, of major... course, knows about this. Yeah. The second thing was the Disney thing trying to create their own streaming um, service. streaming service. Yeah, you don't do that unless you buy a shit ton of properties and you buy Hulu. What's yeah, already has like. It. This is like a masterstroke move there. Yeah. I mean, what's going to happen to Hulu? They have the infrastructure. They own it. It's, it's going to probably stay Hulu. Yeah. But then they just own it. And they can. Uh, they, they don't have to create 
do all that work and make their own um would they convert Hulu service. to their streaming service or just Hulu is the streaming service now I would just keep it Hulu is the brand because you have a built-in audience already right. you have a subscriber brace but they also want to do like an ESPN service, so they may create that separately. But really, your plan to launch something by 2019, make it Hulu. Uh, so Fox gave up everything but their news and their sports. So Fox Sports is fine, and Fox News is fine. Well, they're sports, but they think they get their regional sports networks. They can use that to okay. promote Disney stuff. And the Murdochs have like a stake in Disney. Yeah, now, the Murdochs now is, have a stake in Disney. This is all fucking shady corporate bullshit. Uh, I don't know. See, this is where it makes me really scared <laughs> and worried. Okay, look, I got more questions. You can't stop it, Imran. It's no, going to happen. No, no. And yeah. this is like we are, are are looking at a dystopian corporate-run future that we've seen in TV shows. <laughs> like it's crazy. fucking happening. It's like Idiocracy and Terminator are both like coming true. I know. Holy shit. Here's another pro for Disney, though. They also purchased Fox Searchlight, which uh, has gotten many award-winning, Oscar-winning movies. Like, Disney doesn't really win a lot of Oscars, if you think about it. They don't really have a, a lot. Pro for Disney. I see nothing but pros for Disney. Yeah, I mean, the con is for the general movie-going audience the general and the movie, industry itself. Yeah, media yes, mass yes, market. Yes, for the industry. For, like, diverse, for the yeah. creative diversity and all that. Will we get less movies, or will these movies show up somewhere else? Okay, so, more questions. What about <laughs> these planned X-Force, Gambit, Multiple Man? New Mutants is coming out, but remember Josh Boone said, I'm making a trilogy of horror uh, tribute movies. There is going to be an X-23 spinoff. All this is probably dead now. Who knows, man? Who knows? It could be. Listen, uh, Disney wants to make money. I I don't think that they are opposed to putting up a different banner up and mm-hmm. watching like movies that are raw rated under that banner. We talked about that last week. Like the Deadpool. You're right. They're not dumb. This yeah. movie made for sixty eight million dollars, made like seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, as Rugs right. said, man, they they want to make money. I don't I don't see them running to make a, a, a multiple man movie now. Right. Per se? Yeah. Because why would you when James, you have that Wolverine? <laughs> James Franco. Like, why would you when dick. you can when you can say, "Oh, we have now our own Wolverine. Oh, yes. now we have our own uh, Doom. We have our own uh, uh, Professor X." Speaking of Doom, Doctor Doom could be like the best fucking big bad villain the MCU has ever seen that yeah. it needs. Well, they it's, got they got Galactus. They got yeah, everything. They got yeah. everything. Unbelievable. I mean, this, it's great for the MCU for sure. I think. I don't know if it's great for the overall <laughs> film industry, but it's cool to see that. It's great for corporate America uh, moving forward. Uh, what about, so would you, how do you reboot, how do you reboot the X-Men? Do you reboot the X-Men? I now, I thought, I before I was like, you got to get Jackman back. I kind of don't want to see him back as Wolverine. I, I want them to recast Logan for I the think MCU. that. If not everybody. You have the Infinity Wars. Yes. And you have the ability to change space, time, and whatever. So you can reset the whole universe if you want after that. You could introduce. And start fresh. Yeah. You could introduce mutants by like Thanos fucking around with time or something. Yeah. And you could just start. You could just start the whole entire universe over. Because otherwise, how do you explain. And recast everybody if you want. How do you explain where these mutants have been for like the last 10 no, years? No, you don't. You just. Whatever, whoever, however they decide to put the universe back together after Thanos dis- dismantles it is what happens. And then you just go with it at that point. So could we see something in Avengers 4? 
I feel like they can. I, I do like, think just we're like, get that. Just like a crisis or or a flashpoint can change everything yes. in one shot. Yes. This is like their flashpoint. You can do it with the gauntlet. Shit. And if he knew this was coming, man, that's so crazy. So what about X-Men Dark Phoenix? We saw photos. Their, their, their second shot at this Dark Phoenix. And uh, it's in production. Would they just kill that right now or let that come out? I feel like since this is going to take a year to 18 months to pan out, they yeah. can watch what happens they can with watch, New yeah, Mutants, that's, Deadpool, that's the, Dark Phoenix. And that's the smart move, I would say, yeah. is you you watch how fans react yes. to all this and stuff, then and then you kind of pivot from there. Because although where you have kind of criticized Dark Phoenix, it's still going to have uh, Jennifer Lawrence yeah. and Sophia Turner, yeah. and, and the, all the, those characters. Those, Fassbender, uh, McAvoy. Uh, yeah, they're all still popular yeah. characters and still uh, popular actors and actresses. People will go to see this. So, I mean, so they, there is, I mean, nothing's going to happen right away. This is going to take time, but could we in the future see like a crazy fucking crossover, like Darth Vader versus Wolverine versus Iron Man. They could literally shove everything. You know what else is funny? Remember that Patton Oswald pit? You're getting crazy there. The Patton Oswald bit from parts and rec where he pitches, he's, he's uh, filibustering and he pitches this crazy movie. Like they could actually make that movie now. They have all those the rights to all those I mean, characters. They could. I don't. I don't see them doing that. <laughs> what do you guys want to see? This has happened. What, like, personally, what would you like to see? Like, what do you mean? Like a Disney version of Home Alone, or what? No, no. <laughs> what you in asking? terms of the MCU, uh, oh. now that they have, they can play with all these characters. Like, what? what where well, you could do the original Secret Wars. Do Avengers versus the X Men? Yeah, Avengers versus X Men. You're talking about these big crossover fucking fucking things. I don't want to see any of those, to be honest with you. I would like to see, though, uh, stories where, you know, the X-Men could be involved or some of the X-Men's guests in the other people's movies. You know how, um, uh, what about, do that. what about, you know how uh, uh, Tony sold the Avengers Tower and Spider-Man Homecoming? And Faiji has said the sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming is the first movie after Avengers 4. Maybe it's the Baxter building now. Maybe Reed Richards bought the fucking building. Interesting. I, I, I would like to see two things right off the bat. I'd like to see Fantastic Four, a good Fantastic Four movie. I would also yes. like to see an X-Men movie that isn't revolving around Wolverine. Ah, interesting. You know they're going to want to shove Wolverine in as quick as possible. You, you can have him in there, and he, but he can he can work well in an X-Men movie as like a Hulk, like just some like a force of nature that's running through shit. And I agree, they need to. And then you can expand upon him later. They need to address the Fantastic Four first, but I think you don't do that as a movie. I think that needs to be like a show. I think it would work better over a serialized I like ten episodes. I disagree a hundred percent. I think they, I think they should stay away from the Fantastic Four as a movie, as a series, as a any kind of temple. Okay, it's dead. Really? It's dead in the water. Three it's times like, they it, tried to reboot this. It's thing. archaic and it doesn't work no matter what you do. So you relegate them to background characters and guest stars in the movie, just like people who come in, like you know, like you're watching Civil War and Ant Man's there, or yeah. all of a sudden you know you introduce the Black Panther in there. In, in Civil War, they, and then if they if they have enough popularity, then you give them a single. That's movie. not bad. Well, you could introduce them backdoor through a Black Panther movie because Black Panther, I think he was introduced through the Fantastic Four. I'm not sure actually. Maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking. Well, they're about. both kind of scientists. You could do like uh, they relate. There is scientists. plenty of ways to put in the Black Fantastic Four into something in the background. I just don't think they should get their own movie. They, that time it's, is over. No, it's not. It's not going to work here. Okay. Here's a crazy idea. This is something I was like, I would love to see 
a Marvel team-up movie series where they're standalone films and it's Spider-Man, just like the comic book. It was Spider-Man and just another random hero having like a standalone adventure. Like how fucking sick would that would be cool. And that way you could introduce a lot of characters through the eyes of Spider-Man. You could do that too. Wouldn't that be cool? I like to see Marvel team up. Marvel team would be great. Uh, listener at Verum Libertas on Twitter. Here's his pitch. Disney buying Fox demands this Avengers 4 post-credit scene. Set up. Thanos has been defeated. The Marvel Universe has been restored back to the way it was. Well, almost. Clearly, some things are not quite the same. We see a shot of the Avengers team at headquarters training new recruits. Maybe some of these are familiar mutants. The camera pans over to Deadpool. Deadpool says, where the shit am I and who the f... Before he can finish the sentence, Cap stops him, so the last part is cut off. This is a Disney movie after all. Captain America says language. That's kind of funny. But funny. I don't think you could put Deadpool in. The, I think Deadpool has to be separate in its own like Marvel Dark Max something. Here, here's the thing about that Deadpool movie that came out. It was kind of like a, a, acknowledging the Disney MCU because remember that final battle was like some on something that kind of looked like a, a helicarrier. helicarrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was subtly saying tying it, it in already. Acknowledging, yeah. So like in it, in it, it yeah, it was already kind of tying in. That's that's true. They uh, they're gonna. Ha- that's fun. I just hope Ryan Reynolds isn't like. Uh, the- I mean, he's clearly telling uh, right now. Like, I'm gonna do. What I'm gonna do. Like, uh, he's making his movie. It'll be so interesting to see what conversation they have. I, I think Ryan Reynolds is a smart man, and he go. He knows that Deadpool showing up with like Robert Downey Jr. Would be even bigger. Is- bigger is huge <laughs> yeah would be huge also the simpsons predicted this 19 years ago one of the many things the simpsons have predicted season 10 1998 there's a screenshot it says 20th century fox a division of walt disney company oh shit from 1998 they're very good they predicted this they predicted this that i'll put this screenshot oh, see, in i the see everything notes. They, yeah tw- almost 20 years ago they also called donald trump uh, becoming president and a bunch of other things, but really the percentage Disney is like it's it's going to run half of this fucking. I want to hear Rugboy. What do you think? I mean, overall, I, this obviously we're talking about MCU, but like overall, what are your thoughts on Disney buying Fox? Well, I do think that I am leery of them owning all of these intellectual properties, including Marvel. I think that the Marvel thing makes the most sense because they're basically trying to get assemble their universe back right. to like, you know, wholeness. Mm-hmm. And with that there, they can kind of start to do things. The problem is, is now you're, they're kind of doing it retroactively because like they couldn't start, you know, from day one yeah. with all these characters yeah. Yeah. and kind of. In, in, so now like all these things like mutants, for example, like. They, where were they all this whole time? Right. So it's going to be awkward in a lot of ways unless they do something that changes the timeline and uh, that will get everybody in an uproar. Look, Feige is a fanboy, though. You got to trust him. And everything so far has been pretty I organic. Mean, like, look, it, it, it presents some interesting challenges for them creatively to do it. The Deadpool thing and the R-rated movies and the, and the diversity that we had, um, I do think it's going to go away because you could see that Disney is streamlining these characters to make them more palpable like so like homecoming like really like took all of the angst out of spider-man all of the his problems and foibles and kind of like ironed them out to make him cute and fun and uh you know basically thor is now funny 
So all of these things that are like uh, not central to the character are being discarded to make them kind of more likable. And that's going to happen with everything that Disney owns because Disney's not in the business or never really was in the business of being controversial. They do have an adult like label yes. that they can use to hide stuff. But I think that as a whole, like the general gist of it is that they're going to do what they did to Homecoming. They're going to do the same thing they did with Thor. They're looking at broad mass market appeal, things that's going to appeal to China, things that's going to appeal across the globe. I don't know if that means more diversity in ideas or even in diversity in casting, because I feel like that uh, the Chinese market is doesn't really like that that much diversity. Uh, they just want itself. to see white people <laughs> for some reason. Yes. So I mean, it's um, it, it's crazy. So like, this is super global thing, and they're they're making all these moves. So I don't know what how it's gonna pan out. Gonna rule I really don't the know. World. Yes. Can you imagine walking into like Walt Disney World in like about ten years, and they have rides and yep. theme parks yep. with everything, all of this, yes, everything, <laughs> like a Star Wars section, uh, Planet, Planet of the Apes, Apes over here. You got Marvel, they all, and they already have an Avatar fucking Avatar. Ride yeah, they land. have everything. You got Star Wars land. You're gonna have like Simpsons. You can you can jump out of the building like in Die Hard. You can go to the house of the Home Alone crazy, and fucking man. knock down. Kids are gonna have a great <laughs> oh time. You're gonna you have to pay five hundred dollars to walk into Disney. Oh no shit, yeah, dude. but they own everything, isn't that? Is that that? Make you a little scared. I, I, they yes. own all this stuff. I, listen, it is a little scary. I recommend if anybody has Disney cash from the parks, hold on to it because that may become legal currency at some point. <laughs> it's like, wh- how would you react if, like, what I said was going to happen? Like, let like, uh, like Warner Brothers bought all the Marvel's characters, or or even Disney bought all the DC characters. And Disney may end up buying Warner Brothers. That could happen now. Anything's possible now if this happened. Like in a world where Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse can hang out, they're not, like, you they're know, not competitor. Man, it's crazy. But what you said, Rugs, is the thing that scares me the most is that what Fox, the risks Fox has been taking with these X Men characters has been fantastic. Uh, we are so lucky to have gotten Logan and Deadpool when we did, because I don't know, we would never have gotten Logan if it was under Disney. And, uh, and, and that still holds up as like one of the best superhero movies of the year. Now they've seen the cash flow with Deadpool, so that's gonna do. You know they're looking at that, but they're just uh, we're gonna lose the risk. We're gonna lose the risky the risky choices. Well, yeah. Have you ever watched the Disney Channel? No, it's got to be mind numbing. I know it's very. It's like <laughs> it, it's it, wow. Every time I, w- I end up catching it for some reason or another, the Disney Channel, I get very afraid of the future. <laughs> oh my god, it's like a world where. It's just, it's a world where uh, people that are uh, older than like 13 years old uh, there's no are adults. irrelevant. Yeah, there's no adults. Kids rule. Everything is bright and loud. There's toys that should and candy be, that's everywhere. That's the way it should be. Yeah. There's no, the kids are just running wild and they should run the world. It's our future. That's it's good. irrelevant. It's crazy. That's going to be the future. So uh, just, uh, I mean. But why do you think they do that? Why do you think that they don't install a parental, uh, you know, authority? Because they want to be the authority. They're telling the kids what to That's do. That's a scary yeah. fucking thing. Yeah. It's subtle manipulation and propaganda spreading. It's Absolutely. very, very good. Very well done. But I still, man, this is like, uh, we would joke about this happening. And in a year, the deal could be done. It's just crazy. It's crazy. It's, I mean, it's it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. I don't think it'll be blocked. They have- Once the rumors came out, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't 100% right? sure. But, right? you know. 
Whenever those rumors start coming out like that, you know there's everyone there's called shit it. Going they're like, on. it's just one thing when they were gonna buy Marvel back, yeah. right? But now they own fucking everything. Yeah, we were just talking about them getting the rights to their characters that they had to sell in the '90s to stay like, afloat. When this information came this out, that way, all of this yes, shit, like I mean, yes. it was I was my jaw dropped to the floor. This thing doesn't fuck around. They're like, fuck that. We'll buy everything. We just don't want Marvel. In fact, Marvel is the least of our worries. The, one, the, the one thing I want to point out is that Fox News remains independent, though. Mm. They're like, fuck you. We're not giving you that. You know what? And <laughs> and they're probably gonna double down on their insanity after this because that's all they got. And it's just going to, they're going to blow it up. It's I mean, going to be crazy. Own, can you imagine, look, 20th Century Fox, Fox TV, National Geographic. Yep, National FX, Geographic. Yep. FXX. Media, Starry TV. Yep. Controlling stake in Hulu, Europe, Sky TV. They got some European. And the ability for ESPN to use Fox's regional Jesus, sports networks as a promotional platform. I mean, the more you really think about this, this is fucking huge. Uh, huge. We've not seen a merger it, like you this You know why? You know why it's huge? Yeah. It was $52.4 billion. Yes. It's um, unfathomable how amount of money. they just have like, here, it's $50 billion. We got it. We, we set it aside. It's not going to hurt us. Fuck. Oh, well, they, they're not saying that. They're saying this money, this $52.4 billion will be worth trillions. Oh, they're going to turn it later. into a trillion yeah. easily. They're flipping that. I mean, for example, the, the $4 billion investment at Marvel has netted them over $10 billion now. Right. So they're going to double, triple this uh, insane. I mean, they, they have to make all these properties uh, you know, good and relevant and things that people want to see again, but get ready for a Mickey mouse surveillance camera in every house watching your every move. <laughs> and instead of Siri, it'll be Mickey. Be like, Hey Mickey, what's the weather? And it'll be on your phone. Everything. It will be a Disney world. It will be a Disney world. Holy shit. Okay. So also banner day, what was that? Thursday, December 14th was a huge day for two reasons. That being one of them. The other huge thing that kind of these two things will collide is the repeal for net neutrality vote. Net neutrality is dead. Now, I don't know how many people know about net neutrality. I've been following. I, this. I heard that there there's already uh, action underway to repeal that. Or- I, well, everybody is suing. Basically, right. so yeah, so this is going to get tied up for a so bit. So, for the listener, uh, this was introduced in uh, 2015 under the Obama uh, administration. Net neutrality, the basic principle that prohibits internet service providers like AT and T, Comcast, and Verizon from speeding up, slowing down, or blocking any content, applications, or websites you want to use. Net neutrality is the way the internet has always worked. Can I explain it the way I, I read it on yes. on the internet? Yes, Chloe Bennett. Yes, yeah. stated yeah. this. She's like. She stole it from someone. But just, imagine if, imagine it like this: you want to order your favorite pizza. Yeah. So you decide to call. You decide to use the internet to call Domino's. Yeah. But Pizza Hut is paying the internet provider. Yes. So they're telling people anyone yep. that goes to Domino's, fucking shut down their internet. And now you got to buy pizza. Dude, and that is a benign. Uh, Stop fucking with our pizza. That's exactly right. <laughs> but that is, and that's like a benign example. Imagine this. You have an ISP that is a very conservative leaning ISP. Fox News on the homepage comes up fine very fast. But if you want to go to any other news site, you got to pay for an extra fucking package to check anything else out. Like mm-hmm. shit like that can happen uh so this vote it's unfathomable stuff because we never had to deal with it no and that's the thing and so the fcc chairman yeah dis- paying for things the- <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to pay for things I mean, we, pay for look things. we pay for internet service the isps are getting their money 
You already pay for internet. It should be free. The guy doing this is FCC chairman Ajit Pai. And what gets me is... is a what is the benefit? Why are they doing this? Uh, because ISPs... Is it a money thing? Yeah. I, I mean, it seems like a money thing, but what's what's the what's the pitch so that people are like, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. We should do this. Uh, for the companies, the ISPs, they will be able to uh, throttle... Like, so if ISPs and content providers get together, this is where it gets tricky because there's going to be like a fast lane and a slow lane of the internet and they can charge people. They've already done this in certain countries in Europe. They're going to make more money because you have to will pay for a social media package. You'll have to pay for a YouTube fee. You will have to pay for Facebook and, and, and another fee for this website. Uh, and so companies can uh, sway ISPs by being like, look, I'm going to give you all this money. You make sure my website's really fast and maybe slow down our competitor over here. And, hmm. and, and, and the ISPs can do whatever they want. Like we will be at their mercy uh, of uh, bandwidth. It's really a bandwidth. It'll be a bandwidth issue. And if this happens, you will see it in the mobile plans first where, so it's kind of like on your mobile phone where you got a cap and then it sends you a text. Well, they can also ban apps. Yes. They could, so they could say, uh, we are no longer going to accept Sling because uh, Sling is actually taking a lot of the cable companies, uh, you know, business away. And the cable companies own a lot of these ISPs now. Yep. And they're like, you know what? If you use Sling, you can't use that app anymore. Fuck you. And, You're going to have to pay and to use that And that's the issue, app. giving all the ISPs all this power. When the ISPs become content providers, it becomes very unfair. Now, look, this if this happens, this will affect everyone listening to this right now. Everyone listening to my voice. This will affect you. Imagine a future. Oh, want to listen to free podcasts? That's another fucking charge on your, on your internet bill. Because it's streaming. It's taking a lot of bandwidth. You're going to have well, to pay more. The question that I ask you is that how do you, like, why do you think, like, overwhelmingly the public does not want this to happen? How did this, how does it even get, everybody knows the public is against it. There's been multiple people calling in and b bothering their representatives and this and that and saying that they don't want this. All the states like, are suing. Who, All the states are suing now. Who wants this? So, like, nobody wants this. So how do they get this to pass? Yeah, that's And that's, that's the money yeah. of the lobby. Right. Yeah. That's lobby money. That right is there. lobby money will force this through. Also, here's the sketchiest part. This is the thing that gets me the worst. The fucking guy doing this, FCC chairman Ajit Pai. He's a brown guy. And that's it's not your people. Exactly. It's not to be racist. It's to say he's one of us. He's an Indian. He's one of my people was a CEO, ex-CEO of Verizon corporate shill put in this position to fucking break this up and 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 destroy the internet. I have a photo in here. This guy drinks out of an oversized Reese's peanut butter cup mug. Like a that's real? Yes, that's his fucking <laughs> mug. This guy's a, an asshole. It looks like it's photoshopped. No, like, that's his actual. Can't be that big. No, that's his actual mug. It's in many videos. He put out a YouTube video, uh, kind of mocking the whole thing, going like, "Oh, what what's gonna happen?" He's like, "You'll still be able to post cat memes. You'll still be able to order food." And he's they put out this weird video with green screen and him acting like a fucking fool. Well, let me, I'm reading this article yeah. now. Um, yay for being pre prepared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it says here, homework. major telecom companies like AT&T and Comcast, as well as two of the industry's major trade groups, have promised consumers that their experiences online would not change. Well, well, that's what which they is, said. Which is what they're saying now, yes. Netflix has said they're fighting Right it now, too. it's very unclear yeah. what's yeah. going to happen. Yes, yes. Uh, and so this also has to go through. It has to go through Congress, I believe. So 
it could be shot down and hopefully it is because i mean we are living in an age of unbelievable freedom on the internet and this will probably end that and well, also netflix is real pissed off net netflix is fighting back all the states are suing uh this other article i have i'll post in here it's like how net neutrality will affect me it also cites uh, it doesn't help uh, decrease poverty. Like it'll increase poverty when only rich people can afford uh, access to job sites and and internet to post jobs. Uh, it's gonna cut out a lot of people. There's also been a movement to like give uh, internet to uh, inner cities and lower income neighborhoods. That's probably gonna get all fucking kiboshed if this happens. Small businesses are gonna get hurt because you, as a little cupcake store down the street, you're not gonna have enough money to compete with the Sarah Lee ad and website that's getting pushed to everyone because they're fucking Sarah Lee. Uh, it, this is it's not. There's nothing good about this. Seems well, like nothing <laughs> good is that. The fucking ISP companies are going to be rich as fuck. Yes, and they're already fucking raping us. They're throttling your internet. I know Wes Anderson uh, from Australia wrote about how the Australian internet is not very good. And uh, he's just like, at least you guys have fast internet. But I know in other countries, uh, the internet is way 10 times faster. Like, they throttle. They hey, put we, a cap we could it. be North Korea. Where you could have nothing. No electricity. <laughs> you could have nothing. When all the porn goes away. So this is my point. The people yes. rioting in the streets. You want to talk about the next fucking American revolution? When you take away free porn, here's where it gets real, motherfuckers. Imagine your <laughs> porn hub is now a price. You can't get to your porn. This is when the people will rise up. This is when pitchforks will, will revolt. The militias will join together and they will take down That's the tyranny. That's what's holding the, the fabric of this country together, this secret porn. It really is. But dude, as ironic and hilarious, it's totally possible that free porn going down could be the next fucking revolution. I can totally see that happening. We live in that ridiculous of a world <laughs> where this, that could absolutely happen. I dream of a world where you you have to actually go back to the old days and steal porno from like this the the liquor. <laughs> That's store. what's gonna happen. <laughs> We're gonna have to go back to magazines and books. Do you want to do that? And as for what you could do, listener, I don't know. I think you could write your congressman. There's fucking links. Look it up. You I'll find something. People, call yeah. people. Just get this giant oversized cup drinking asshole uh, to not do this. <laughs> That's really his mug. All right, look. Let's take a break. I got to calm down. I will play some Jeez, promos. Yeah, breathe, man. I got worked up and we'll come back with more news and I reviews. Just can't be believe how big that coffee cup. It's is. huge. After these messages, we'll be right back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get you back to your podcasty goodness now in a minute. First, we'd like to take a second to tell you about our marginally better podcast, the 365 Flicks Podcast. I am the Scottish Whedon Whore, Chris. And I am the Pissy X Video Store Clerk, Kev. And we bring you the latest movie and TV news, reviews and rants. All that and a bunch of top fives that you really will not care about. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Libsyn and all other third-party podcasting apps and on top of all that you'll get free access to our indie talk you'll hear us speaking with directors producers actors comic book creators and artists about their experiences don't forget to drop us five stars and follow us on the facebooks and the twitters told them not to go in the water do you like superheroes do you like movies television shows and comic books do you like listening to a guy rant about these things for hours on end well then you're in luck because you need to check out Pod Capers, the official podcast of a place to hang your cape. 
Featuring me, Scott James Meridew, we'll be talking about a variety of geek and nerdy issues, joined each week by a rotating panel of guests that will try to contain me. Jokes on them, I cannot be contained. So please join us on Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape, where superheroes go to relax, but I never do. Cue the music! Hello, this is Storycrafter Mike from the Steamrollers Adventure Podcast, and you're listening to the Jack and Nerd Podcast. Hey, Michael, between the two of us, I think I am the Jack. You're actually more like Rugboy. Nope, I am Totes the Jack. Okay, then who are the Pittsburgh Steelers? A marauding band of aliens who use giant laser cutters to carve off a slice of Pennsylvania to take back to their home world. Hey, Rugboy, if you ever want to come moonlight on our show, we just had an opening. What? Doc and Nerd. Listener, if you have been enjoying the show, and you want more show, and you want to fight net neutrality, here's what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Email us. Sign up to our fan club at oh, jockanerd.com. Yes, that one. Uh, jockanerd.com slash Patreon, where you will be helping us out. We will fight net neutrality for you, and uh, you will get access to a bonus exclusive RSS feed. We are on feed. the front lines, me and Imran. Yes, before. Yes, because at our feet. Because before yesterday, Anthony didn't even know what net neutrality was. No. So now, now everyone knows, but join the fan club. More show. You'll be helping us out. Jogginner.com slash Patreon. Happy Star Wars Last Jedi Day, everybody. Geek Boner. Uh, it's out. Today's the official release day. Of course, it, it was out last night. Uh, and uh, I was for a split second going to see it. But man, Thursday was everything was fucking sold out except for like the 5 a.m., 2 a.m. shows. Uh, it it must have been crazy. Uh, the reaction. Five a.m. Yeah, there was like some. There was like some weird time. Five a.m. shows. I, what the fuck? I, maybe it was two. There was like a one or two. Maybe not five. That's weird. Uh, so of course, everyone's reactions, reviews are out. I think it's very interesting because there was a lot of positive stuff leading up to it. But then I talked to a couple people at work who were really looking forward to this movie, like super geeked out, and they saw it Thursday. And then today, I asked them, "Well," and they were like. I don't know. <laughs> like, it needs jokes like Thor. Thor apparently, had. it's pretty humorous. <laughs> really, that's what I heard. Surprisingly humorous. But the one dude who was super hyped is a huge Star Wars fan. He's like, he wasn't blown away. He goes, ah, I don't know. I don't know. There were some things about the storytelling. I think he wasn't. He said like he wasn't used to uh, Ryan Johnson's directing since J.J. Abrams had set it up. Maybe it's too different. Anyways, looking at the scores already. Rotten Tomatoes has it at certified fresh, 93%, average rating 8.2. That's pretty Still solid. Pretty good. On Metacritic, yeah. it's 86. Here is the weird thing. Critic number, 93%. Audience score, 56%. Oh, shit. Whoa. Right? That's interesting. That's interesting. What is that? You don't, see, you don't see that very often. No, this is like a flip of the Justice Usually League numbers. You see the audience yes. liking yes. something way more than the critics. Yes, Justice League was like 40 critics, 80 audience. This is like the reverse. So what, is, what does that tell you right away? Does that tell you anything? What can you deduce from that? They made a movie that Star Wars fans uh, weren't expecting. <laughs> yeah, maybe too uh, crazy and different, but that's kind of exciting for me. Uh, l- looking at the box office, uh, here it is. Disney and Lucasfilm Star Wars The Last Jedi is soaring to a huge... 
200 million debut in North America after nabbing a near record 45 million in Thursday previews. Oh, shit. Based on early returns. So on Friday, they're, it's, uh, they're estimating it can earn anywhere from 95 to 100 million. They're saying this thing will have a $400 million opening weekend worldwide. 200 here, 200 it happens. international. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. People love them Star Wars, man. Force Awakens uh, nabbed $119 million on its first day. Wow. And it made 247.9. And they think this will make $400 in, million in it, the well, first weekend. That's, that was domestic. 247 domestic opening weekend. Oh, Are they saying $400 million Worldwide. Dom- oh, worldwide. Both. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh, it could happen. Force Awakens made fifty-seven million in the Thursday night previews. <laughs> yeah, so it's not going to beat Force Awakens. See, Force, Aw- I don't think it could beat Force Awakens because that was the first after a long time. Right, there was so much hype, and now we're getting one every year. But still, imp- and it was a fan service movie. It was very fan service. But for them to estimate two hundred million domestic opening weekend, that's amazing. It's solid. That's <laughs> solid. <laughs> we will hopefully. We'll try to get a review. I'm going to see it on Monday. I didn't, yeah, I'm I, gonna see, I'll see it next week. I did not want to go through the craziness of the opening weekend for this one. It was just hard to find stuff. Yes, and I, I have to stay away from spoilers, which may be hard. But yeah. it made you hard. It made spoilers. me. Yeah, it made me hard. Made me very hard. Maybe we My. hopefully we'll see. We strange and get a review in next week. I'm uh, excited. Weird it made me hard. <laughs> it's strange, man. Ooh, maybe hard. Here's the other thing that made me soft. Is uh no, it didn't make me soft. There's uh Brazil Comic Con also happened this week. Apparently, this okay. is like a really big Comic Con now. Like they yes. they announced things I did not know. They announced a lot of cool shit, interesting shit. Uh Warner Brothers for like the third time, second time this year already has announced, oh, here's what we're doing now. Even though you've announced shit and, and it sounds completely different yes, than the last thing yes. that they announced. <laughs> Even though San Diego Comic Con, you're like, okay, here's our films. They're like, nope, here's our films. So they showed a bunch of title cards in their presentation. Wonder Woman 2 was the first one to be showed. Then Aquaman, Flashpoint, Suicide Squad 2, Shazam, Batgirl, Green Lantern Corps, The Batman, and Justice League Dark. Justice League Dark, of all things. So the most noteworthy thing is Flashpoint. So, yes, if they, this is smart. If they do, Aquaman's coming out and Wonder Woman just leave it. And Anthony, I did finally watch Movie Bob's thing, the two part thing. I put links in the show notes. Yeah, it's good, right? Really good. And he makes a great point. You do Flashpoint as soon as you can. And this is, you can just reset everything and leave Wonder Woman alone. She's fine. I liked his idea for Flashpoint, too. It was, so it was basically this film. Needs to be a fucking wacky ass comedy. Yes, that's you're right. You're just playing around with the different time eras, yes. and then he was like, "And this is where you kind of introduce the fact that Christopher Reeves, Superman, all of them, and Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton Batman, yes. oh and every, all that yes. actually exists yes. in this world." And yeah, you could put Grant Gustin cool. in it, you know. Yeah, uh, and then maybe Jeffrey Dean but Morgan. Looking at these movies, I mean, Flashpoint obviously makes sense because they want to fucking reboot this whole goddamn thing. Yes. Um, Suicide Squad 2 we didn't like Suicide Squad but made a lot of money you still Shazam's already they, they have The Rock so they have to do something that's in production Batgirl Joss, Joss Whedon. Whedon Green Lantern Corps very risky because I don't that last Green Lantern was but terrible but they could make like a space they could make, buddy yeah. fantasy yeah they could definitely make something awesome yeah. that's a that's a property that actually could be really great 
The Batman, they already have a director. Justice League Dark. Out of nowhere. That's Justice League Dark. Nowhere. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, that, that's a tough sell. <laughs> Plus, Henry Cavill is contracted for one more movie. What What are you going to do with him? You're going to just leave him hanging there? Uh, yeah, we need these standalone movies. These team movies. Don't do the team movies. What are you doing? What about a cyborg movie? There, none of that stuff. No. All that stuff is gone. <laughs> yeah, cy- so is what? Cyborg, well, Deathstroke? Doesn't, doesn't he go into Flashpoint? Henry Cavill and they could just yeah, they could, he could they put, could put him in Flashpoint and that's allegedly Batflex's last appearance all these movies so Cyborg Deathstroke Gotham City Sirens yeah. Harley Quinn yeah. Joker versus Harley Quinn Nightwing standalone Joker's movie Justice League 2 not on that list not on that list I did hear there may be some casting news for Nightwing uh, early next year but I don't know again they don't know I don't know what oh. they're doing they don't know what the fuck they're doing this is a, a side yeah. sidebar yeah did you see the images of Hawk and Dove? Oh, I did. Uh, the same show that we looked at, the uh, Dick Grayson Robin image. Did you yeah. like the Hawk and Dove image any better? Let's pull this up. Uh, it was. I, I don't know if I like it, but I, I just I saw it. I'm looking at it now. It's very, uh, I mean, it looks like that would be something on the CW shows. It's very comics, comics-y looking. Yeah, well, it's a TV. Yeah. It is a TV show. Yeah. It looks it, it's a better image than the Nightwing one. Yeah, it's a little better lit. Uh, I mean, do you think they should? I mean, they're going all out with the the costumes. They're not like playing. Yeah, it I mean, the if, if they're gonna do Starfire, like this is where Cyborg should have been in this show, and you should have had a fucking lantern in the Justice League. I don't know why you put the Cyborg in, over there, but this. I mean, if the if they show more of these characters, this could definitely uh, gonna pay for this fucking streaming service. I gotta see it in action. Yeah. What is that? Is that Minka Kelly? Minka Kelly, and I forget who the other guy is. Uh, also, yeah, Suicide Squad 2 is g- going to start production 2018. Flashpoint movie. They don't have a director, but do that one right away. Reset everything. And then DC will buy you, and it won't matter anyways. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, we got uh, a true... DC or Marvel? I mean, or, uh, uh, Disney. With, sorry. Disney, Disney yeah. will buy DC. and Disney will buy DC. Disney will buy Can you imagine itself. that once, if Disney, once that they buy DC... Like- it could Supreme have. monopoly. Yeah, I don't think the government would allow. I'm already that. like in in the mode of like it's gonna happen. Right, right. They're gonna buy Warner Brothers. If they have fifty what? billion to buy Fox, like they could buy anything. Why did they buy Image yet? That's what I want to know. They yeah. can't. They I give guess. no fucks about Image. Crea- who owns Image? The creators. Yeah, who does? The creators own image? still own Image, I believe. The creators, no, do they? No, they everybody everybody owns their own shit there. Yeah. So they they have to go individual each person. They can't just buy uh, Oh, they'd the have comp- to buy the company doesn't own the characters. Right. They'd have to buy the rights from each of the creators. Right. Uh oh, right, 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 right. Who yeah, is you're in right. charge? The major okay, here is it. So Wildstorm, along with Imprint Homage and America's Best Comics, is now part of DC. Creator own means exactly that. Owned by the original creator, the majority of comics and graphic novels published by Image are creator-owned. Creator so yes, owned. you guys are right. And then all those creators—they have their own little uh, studios yeah, so and they, labels. That's just, that's just too much of a yeah. Like Kirkman has his own thing, right? There's no way that's a, and that's great. So that for them. comic label will remain pure. Yeah, that's degree. great for them. Uh, and then if they want it, they're gonna have they can they can ask for a big payday. Uh, they also well, each of those guys can. yeah yeah they can make a shit ton of money. Um, also at Brazil Comic Con, we got a trailer for that animated Miles Morales movie coming out next year. I saw it. It is called Spider-Man. And here's what I didn't know. Into the Spider-Verse. Holy oh, shit. shit. Uh, I Look, I fucking love this trailer. It reminds me of Akira. Uh, it's, it's Lord and Miller producing. One of them wrote it. 
Um, and uh, it, dude, it's fucking sick. The colors, the backgrounds are beautiful. You get to see Miles Morales, and at the very end, you see another. You see Peter Parker, and he's like, "So, how many of us are there?" And I was like, "What the fuck?" It looks, it looks gorgeous. I love it. I don't care what you guys think. What do you think? <laughs> I don't care what you guys. Like, I'm so excited for this. Do, do you like that? They're basically like, yeah, there's a million Spider-Men in this universe. Yes, let's do it. I know Rugs hates that. That is a dance slot creation. I'm just, yes. I'm just shaking my head. But they're combining Brian Michael Bendis. You see the Prowler. You see like uh, uh, he's gonna yeah, be but there. But it's unnecessary to do that. Just, just let's have my let's do Miles Morales' story. Why do we need to then involve all these other things? I do also agree with that. Like that was not <laughs> like necessary. that. Just seems lame to me. That seems that you're not confident enough in, in Miles, Miles Morales. Morales. Yeah. yeah, that's I what, that's, what I that's that's what it stinks of to me. Number two. Is that uh, there was something going on with the frame rate in that thing? It felt very jerky. Fuck your frame rate, not fluid. (laughs) Fuck your frame. Fuck your frame rate. I I would say my. I would say that this thing is still a year out. Yeah. So I think they're just Christmas twenty eighteen. I hope they fix that because that's gonna annoy the shit out of me when I watch. But you know, it's got kind of like a a Pixar-y, cartoony, but realistic the way Miles is is rendered and designed. Uh, I, I I mean, I think it looks great, but I do agree, Rugs. I would have been down if it was just show me Miles Morales and give me his story. Uh, you didn't really need to shove it in the Spider-Verse. But then I was like, holy shit, Spider-Verse? Well, yeah, you finally have a black Spider-Man, and now you got, like, fucking everybody, Overshad- every Tom, Dick, over, and Harry is that him. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, uh, who's the talent? Who's voicing? Oh, that's right. Liv Schreiber's in here. Marsh, Mar- Marishala Ali is voicing Aaron Davis. Shamik Moore from the Get Down. Voicing Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and uh, Brian Tyree Henry voicing his dad. Uh, I I just think I think it looks sick because I think you could take a do a lot of crazy shit obviously in an animated movie, and it uh, it, it looks. What do amazing. you think of the new uniform with the spray paint? That yeah, looks that I thought was weird because his his mask is is very accurate, but then he's got like a graffiti sprayed spider. It's oh, not I even. Did, I, even I don't that. think it looks cool. I think that they could have done a better spray paint design than that. Yeah, it's, you know what I, I do kind of like. Yeah, I like that he's wearing like Nikes. You see the shoes, you see the Nikes. Yeah. He's got a hoodie on, which looks sick. I kind of like the Nikes. Oh, like those the are cool Nikes. Man. Yeah, you could see him when he's on the side of the building. Yeah, I think they're like Dunks or I don't know. What that, they are. I'm, so not, I'm are, not a sneaker. Are those, head, those are, a, that's an actual. Those are actual Nikes. Oh, yeah, nice. Like, he's wearing. I like the details. I just think the shots of the skyline and the city and the purples and the blues. Oh, it looks good. Fucking it gorgeous. Looks, definitely looks good. I just don't like the frame rate and the fact that there's all these other Spider Men in there. Yeah, I knew you were gonna have an issue with that. I had, I, I knew it. That, <laughs> I I was I was just baiting. I had that. an idea. <laughs> uh, speaking of Spider Man based stuff, this Venom movie Tom Hardy is shooting. We have a little bit more information about what what uh, source material they're going to pull from. Uh, the director, Fleischer, Ruben Fleischer, who did Zombieland, he said the movie is primarily based on two comic book runs, Lethal Pro- Protector and Planet of the Symbiotes. Now, I haven't read either of these because this was like in the 90s when I stopped buying because everything had just fucking super saturated. Lethal Protector was a six-issue series by David Michelini, Mark Bagley, released in 93, and this was one where you see... Oh, that's the golden era. That's the golden era. It's right (laughs) on the cusp. It's right on the cusp. The story sees Venom and Peter Parker agreeing to leave each other alone as long as Venom doesn't commit any more crimes. So he leaves New York, goes to San Francisco, and Tom Hardy has revealed he is shooting in San Francisco. Uh, Venom ends up teaming up with Spider-Man to tackle... Five new offspring. This is where the kid comes, right, Anthony? I think uh, Scream, Phage, Riot, Lasher, and Agony 
were his five offspring Venom symbiotes. Yeah. They, they were getting Venom offshoots then. So Planet of the Symbiotes, five-issue comic art written by Michelini, published in 95 in the Amazing Spider-Man title. This was about Earth was invaded by an army of symbiotes and Venom teamed up with Spider-Man and Scarlet Spider to stop them. So I have a feeling it's going to be something like they'll start the movie where they just allude to Spider-Man. You don't see him. And he's like, I'm out. I'll, I won't do anything. He goes to San Francisco. Maybe there is a carnage or a uh, an army of symbiotes attack and then he's got to stop them but there's no spider-man in any of this so i don't know how you even explain the existence of the character that's what we're gonna get though i got nothing for this <laughs> i'm just i was curious i'm glad we found I'm out perplexed. what they're pulling from <laughs> i still don't understand how you do this without spider-man i don't get it we'll find I out i think it's weird because the status of spider-man right now at this very moment He's a teenager who barely has done anything as Spider-Man. Yeah. And uh, now you got, and he's got a metal armor suit. And uh, there's no reason he would even give a shit about the Venom suit. The Venom suit was cool because there was no fucking armor suit. Like, he had this alien symbiote suit, and that was cool. And at the same time, you knew it wasn't going to last because he was at odds with it. Well, and the best thing about Eddie Brock Venom was it was adult Peter who was in a relationship with Mary Jane Venom was the first time his spider sense did not get set off. Eddie Brock knew everything about Peter. He tormented Mary Jane, scared the shit out of her, came to his house. And this is why, you know, it's very personal for Peter and it always has been. And and she was so traumatized. She's like, so none of that's going to be. In how are you going to build up this character without any of that? It doesn't matter because this is the same world that we live in where you make uh, Batman versus Superman without the dark Knight returns happening and you make that fight. You take the fight out of that movie and you just put it in a random fucking movie. You pull for no it out reason. And it means nothing. Yes. <laughs> it means absolutely nothing. Disney go ahead by the rest of Sony. Maybe you can clean this up. <laughs> uh, we got a few more trailers. Alita battle angel. Yes. This is a movie based off a manga that was turned into a anime directed by Robert Rodriguez produced by James Cameron. Right. Right. Some great names. I don't really know much about this. So I watched the trailer going in clean and it's a pretty crazy trailer. It's pretty much they've realized what like an anime character would look like in real life. But her eyes are really big. <laughs> and they're a little bit. I don't creepy. know if that was the right decision to be made by uh, Robert Rodriguez or James. So Cameron. Ruggs, what do you know about Alita Battle Angel? Well, basically, it takes place, uh, you know, in the way in the future. In uh, I think in middle America, like o over the Midwest, there's a city that's hovering over where all rich people live. And all of the other people living underneath this thing uh, are basically... Remember that movie with uh, Matt Damon? Matt Damon. Where, what was that? Which one? Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. Uh, Elysium. Oh, Elysium, Elysium. Yes. It's very much the same as Elysium. Uh, where okay. That kind of world where there's rich people living on this like plant on this like thing floating above, and everybody on Earth is like living in a shitty Lower life. Class, yes. And uh, basically, this dude who is in basically an Asian dude in the uh, in the Midwest finds this uh, thrown away. Uh, robot and bring, like like Pinocchio brings her back to life. A bunch of shit happens. It's a, it's a robots all over the place doing crazy shit, and uh, you know, action happens. It looks pretty sick. Anthony, have you seen this trailer? No. Are you watching it? No. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, it's like I think it's an odd choice yes. to do. Like I, I could tell you why he did it. So you have uh, Christoph Waltz. You got Jennifer Connelly, Mahershala Ali again in this now. So the anime takes place okay, in I the Midwest. Okay, watch it. Right, anime yeah. takes place in the Midwest, but like all anime, all the characters have large, expressive eyes. So I kind of her eyes are really creepy. I understand why he did it, but I think he misses the point of why the eyes are big. This is interesting because everyone should have these eyes. The reason her eyes, the eyes are big. Everyone has. This well, she's a robot. Eyes. She's okay. She's a robot, okay. and I think that that the robots are designed not to look very but, human. Uh, apparently, there's other robots in here, and they don't look like her. Yeah, well, the, I, everything is you know every product is different. I think, but um, the idea for uh the big eyes is number one. They wanted to realize this anime eye thing in reality, and number two is that. They want to stay away from the uncanny valley, right? Yeah. Um, because they were 100% going to do this as a CG character the whole, t- the whole time. Or even like a mostly CG character, like with a lot of uh, so it must motion be, Yeah, mocap. Because there's an actress yeah. that's attached to yeah, the lead. Yeah, because there's like, you know, the, like the guy from Deadpool is, is in this. Yeah, Ed Screen. Oh, Ed Screen. Uh, yeah. And yeah, he's he like, you weird. know, yeah. he's like all like green screen. Like the, they, they mocap you know him and then they were or whatever and they put a different body on him Whoa. so they they did basically that kind of same they were going to do something like that with alita and uh they decided to give her like these big anime eyes and i don't know if it's really makes sense but whatever it's i'm not really sure that that is, they, they should have made him a tad smaller i'm looking at it now when I first saw her, I was like, is this like a video game kind of movie right but then I'm seeing real characters so yeah. right. it's taking me it's going to take a little time to get used to. I, me too. I thought one the, completely animated character. I thought the whole thing was animated, but then I was like, "Well, this is live action. What's going on? It's that a look, crazy." That looks like a yeah, a anime character. Yeah. So like, it's. I think it's interesting to see like a fully three D realized anime character. Does she look like this, and then everyone else look normal in the anime? No. no every just, see, that's no. the thing is in Japanese anime, everyone has big. All the women have big, expressive eyes. Right. Right. Well. That's not exactly true. No? Um, in the anime, everybody has like different facial features depending on how they want to design them. There's a lot of people do have big eyes, yeah. but not everybody. So depending on the character that they they're drawing, some of them have small eyes, some of them have bigger eyes. But um, generally speaking, you're right. Yeah, they all have the big eyes like that. But in terms of the movie, if you were gonna, wouldn't you want the robot to blend in and not be like, why is that fucking chick's eyes so big? Like, because <laughs> it's just I don't weird. know. Listen, uh, <laughs> or give it, everybody it big weird, eyes. It it is a weird choice. I know why they did it. I think that they wanted to avoid the uncanny valley. Yeah, which is if you make something look too close to human, it looks like it really, looks off. Yeah, it looks off. So instead of having it be somewhat off, like uh, oh, I see, like, they're making it like a, Superman's face. Yeah, it's obviously off. Like now, it's obviously off, and you're like either you buy it or you don't. I got it. Looks interesting. Like, it's not like distracting where you're like it. Look, I can't tell. Like okay, this is not a real person. This is a machine. All right, it's a pretty fun trailer. The movie looks interesting. I will uh, put it in the it show does notes. Look right? Looks like yeah, it some does good sci-fi. I I d- immediately dismissed it. Yeah. I didn't understand. I didn't know what it was. Right. But it does look uh, some like something. They're trying something here. And uh, and I think it was James Cameron's idea to do the eyes. But Rodriguez and James Cameron. That's a that's a pretty that's a pretty good team. Well, I'm a little bit like upset that he didn't direct this movie, yeah. but. Uh, now that I see it, I'm like, it's probably better off he did. Besides, it. he's shooting 12 avatars. He doesn't have time to direct anything. 
It's got to shoot Avatar. Next trailer <laughs> we have is, is kind of awesome because we have a release date for season two of Marvel's Jessica Jones on Netflix. It's still on Netflix. Disney hasn't pulled it off yet. Uh, but they're giving us a second season, March 8th, 2018. And uh, it's a real quick kind of teaser trailer, quick shots of her walking around with the camera. She does a cool superhero landing at the very end. But let's let's be let's be real, Imran. This isn't much of a trailer. It's not. No indication (laughs) of uh, this isn't. Walk him off the ledge. It's her just dealing with the past in the voiceover, but no indication of like what what do you what kind of villain can you have after the Purple Man? Yeah, that's my concern. Is who is is the the Purple Man? man. (laughs) You just go the the Chartreuse uh, gentleman. Just, Jessica yes. Jones was, I liked, I really enjoyed Jessica yeah, Jones. Yeah. It's not up there. sure what, what the direction is and, and how you top uh Kilgrave. You know how and these, and the trailers for the Netflix shows are always bad. They're always, they don't, they don't do much quick teaser, oh. but we, at least we know when we're getting our next Netflix hit. It's we'll crazy be because a lot of people did not like Jessica Jones, the TV show critics liked it. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, Anthony I liked it. it. Yeah. I liked it. But um, general people did not get into it. Um, the great thing is that Defenders showed you Jessica Jones in a fun light where she was, had the best lines. Yeah. And she had, like, the best remarks. So maybe more people will check it out. But I don't know. I have no idea. There's a lot of interest in it. I know I'm interested. No, in I remember we were we talked about how Netflix was uh, trying to figure out how people watch these shows, and they didn't really watch. It didn't really add up. Some people would jump around. More people watch this and that, and that didn't equal equal everyone watching the Defenders. So, but I'm glad we're getting more episode, more seasons of Marvel characters on Netflix. And I do love the line at the end where she's like, "If you say great power comes with great responsibility, I will throw up all over you." Uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's perfect, Jessica Jones. Uh, and then finally, a little Game of Thrones news. Found this. I had to throw this in. Apparently, now that we're Game of Thrones experts, now that we are been initiated into <laughs> the the Westeros uh, land, into the game. Yes, now we're experts that we just fucking watch the shit. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the guy who played Stannis Baratheon. Uh, Stephen Delane had no idea what was going on in the I show. I guarantee you, that's he's not the only one that did that as well. <laughs> I don't think every guy that acted on the show like watched every episode. Or I don't think the show told people what was happening to fear of spoilers. It says here in an interview with the London Times, uh, Delayed reflected on his time as Stannis Baratheon on Game of Thrones, indicating he wasn't happy with his performance on the series. This is a pretty major thing, as Stannis was a vital part of the show for years, first appearing in season two, becoming a key player in the Game of Thrones until his death at the end of season five. Delane said that since actors are usually the last to know what's happening on the show, he was largely in the dark, and he had to ask Liam Cunningham, who plays Davos, to tell him what the fuck was going on. Uh, He's like, I flicked it on since leaving to see if I could figure out what was going on, but I couldn't. Liam Cunningham is so passionate about the show, he invests in it in a way I think is quite moving, but it wasn't my experience. I was entirely dependent on Liam to tell me what the scenes were about. I didn't know what I was doing until we finished filming, and it was too late. The damage had been done. I thought no one would believe me, and I was rather disheartened by the end. I felt I built the castle on non-existent foundations. That's got to suck to watch the thing and be like, holy shit, I fucking, this is the wrong read. I could have done this so much better. Well, I just knew what the fuck was going on. I think he was fine. He was really good, too. I was going to say that this is a good chance to comment on Stannis as a whole. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think he was ever 
in my opinion, the like a standout character. Yeah. But he was always like solid in his role, and I always was like very believe believed that he was uh, just this very focused uh, king that you know believed his birthright and had these morals and values. Whatever they do on that show, whether they hide the stuff or whatever, they they manage to get pretty good performances out of all the major players. Absolutely. So what they're doing something right. Yeah, they know um, they know how to work their actors. Now on a sidebar. I know we're, we're about to do some reviews and recommendations, so I have one thing I can uh, recommend. Okay. And it's tied to this. Okay, let's go. We will flow right um, into the next segment. And I just saw, I don't know, it, it, this is something that you get from the Game of Thrones website, but there's a animated Game of Thrones history of uh, the animation, the animated history of Game of Thrones. Oh. Uh, I guess, what's it called? Um. Here we go. Oh, I've seen that. I know what you're talking about. It's the it's, official it's animated quite history. Good. Yes. And it I has just the actors um, voicing. Yes. Yeah. It's actually, it tells you all of the story before yeah. Game of Thrones happened. It is uh, very good. Oh, and I never saw this. that yeah, before. Yeah. I never saw that before. Um, I guess they're releasing it as like a, a special or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah they, they do like the, the fall, you know, Robert's Rebellion and all that shit. All the like Targaryens. They, and, and they have the, the main guy. Yeah. That's each guy, each one is narrated by a different person but I, it's from the show. I remember I started watching this and, but it was before I had gotten through the show and I was like, ah, I don't know if I should be watching this right now. And I was like, I'm going to watch this afterwards. But cause the animation looked gorgeous. It's, it's really good. well done. I will put it. Well, it's everything. not really animated. It's kind of like, uh, like moving pictures. A of, yes, a lot of a lot of panning shots of pictures and like little animation here and there. But it doesn't matter because it's narrated. Yeah. Like you're basically it's an audio book. There is another short video. I think I posted on the Facebook group. It was the history of the Targaryens and the Dragon Pit, and it was narrated by Varys and Kyburn, the actors who play them. That was really good. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of great shit out there. Listen there, if you find some stuff, send it in, post it to a Facebook group. Now I'm all in. I want to see all the, the backstory and the lore and the history. I think that could be a really cool show too. Yeah, well, they're, they got they got to come up with something else and they got these. But even though I know what happens now. Yeah, well, they got these spinoffs. You don't know how it happened. We'll, get, we'll probably get a spinoff. In this review recommendation segment, I kind of wanted to talk about The Walking Dead just for a brief second. Okay. Because I have not seen the finale, but feel free to spoil. Okay, we might. Spoiler alert. I haven't watched that. the last three episodes, and you know what, listener, I have no desire. Okay. And this is why I don't episodes. want to spend a lot of time on it because I don't think the show deserves us spending a lot of time on it anymore. Uh, it's also suffering. It's still it's like the highest rated show on Sunday on TV, but it's experiencing. Why do you think people are sticking with but it? But it's got the short. It's got the lowest ratings. It uh, has a six year ratings low. Uh, right now, so people are leaving. The mid-season finale aired, and I'll just look. If you haven't seen it, I don't care. We're going to cut to, you know, they were hyping it. You got to tune in for this must-watch moment. Uh, and what it is is lame. It's stupid. Uh, Carl, off-screen, reveals that he got bit by a walker. He has a bite on him. Uh, that's it. So this is a departure from the comic book if he's going to die. And Scott Gimple on this said... Look, this is going to play out like bites play out on the show. So I guess he's going to die. There was a thing where his dad posted something saying he got fired and then he removed it from Facebook. He was calling out the show. And I just think Scott Gimble has kind of killed the show. Absolutely. I don't I, like I've watched this season. The show is not good. It's annoying. It's frustrating. <laughs> it's confusing. Yep. 
Uh, the Shiva dies. That was kind of cool, but that was very Walking Dead too. Just like in uh, where Bran loses his White Walker, the fucking uh, Ezekiel lost Shiva in the same way. But it's I don't I just I don't care anymore. Like Carl got bit. I just didn't care. Who cares? It's bad. I think that it's just it's just hard to be interested in something that you've been doing for like all of this time. It's like we've they've been doing the same shit for like three years now. Yeah. So it's like, all right, they've been uh, they struggled to get to Alexandria. They got to Alexandria. Then they had all this other shit happen. Now all of a sudden, the remember they had those guys that came in there like the wolves. Yeah. What happened with that? Nothing. Then the saviors show up. Then the savior shit for happens is happening forever. Yes. Yeah. It's just it's just dragging out, and no one like you stop caring. You yeah. stop. You've already done all your best Negan stuff. You've already done your best Rick stuff. You've done Rick fucking being a little bitch and crying. <laughs> you know, you've done all of the things that you need to do, and even when you do pick up some steam and and have shit happen, you always. Uh, you know, by uh, you have to set them back again so you can keep the story stretched out. Yeah, it's just so played you can make out. More episodes. So many you know people. what I noticed now watching Game of Thrones, which is amazing, is Game of Thrones always had that thing: winter is coming, winter is coming. So it was always yeah. going to yep. be an end. Yep. Like we knew, like yep. they were all even from the beginning. They were like, "This when we when winter comes, that's the last season." Yeah, Game of Thrones or Walking Dead's never had that. Doesn't have an end, but it, and in fact, and it needs to end. And I mean, Kirkman imagined this as a the the zombie story that never ends. So they don't know. They I don't think they know how to end it. Also, what I love about Game of Thrones versus Walking Dead is how they slowly give you information about the White Walkers, like real slow. You learn a little bit about them at a time. You don't really see them much. They're so scary and it's such a looming threat like you really feel it whereas now these uh the walking dead the dead is the who cares this is not a big thing it's the same shit this is the thing all right comic books go on for a long time yes right but a lot of those comics let's say you read spider-man 700 issues of spider-man 800 issues of spider-man not all of them are winners nope (laughs) there are fucking years that are just complete Toilet fires, yep. you know, all the dance lot years. For <laughs> um, but <laughs> like th- we're right now, we're in the toilet years of, of Walking Dead that no shit that like should be like a major stuff. But it, they're they're ruining it, making it into like mundane shit. Even the way they shoot it, like it feels like a different like it's on a different network. I don't know. There's something weird about this season. It's either the quality of the film or or it just it it felt like a not the same show anymore and a, a much worse show. So, mm. I don't know. This is great. This is what uh Chandler Riggs's father uh posted watching Gimple fire my son 2 weeks before his 18th birthday after telling him they wanted him for the next 3 years was disappointing. I never trusted Gimple or AMC but Chandler did. I know how much it hurt him, but we do absolutely know how lucky we have been to be part of it all and appreciate all the love from fans all these years and obviously it was deleted later. But uh his <laughs> his dad's not happy. He'll probably be in one his more dad. episode. Yeah, that was his dad. One more episode when it comes back cuz he still has to die. He's just bit. Who gives a fuck? I don't. I'll tell you something that is much better on AMC, also by Robert Kirkman, is this series, Secret History of Comics, documentary series. Is that your recommendation? Yes, this is one of my- I recommend it as well. Yes, Yes. it's it's a dual recommendation. Six episodes, 
Really well done. It's I need to check this out. Dude, it's stories that if you are a hardcore comics fan, you've seen these stories, you've seen a lot of these tapes on YouTube. Uh, but to put it in this package, it's really well done with dramatic recreations, anim- original animation, and it's ve- it's very palpable for like a yeah. mainstream audience. It's great. It's kind of like um, you've seen all of these documentaries before, two hours long, right. and they're very dry. These are like these things move really quick and they give you the same amount of information. Yeah. Surprisingly, I learned a lot of without shit without dwelling yeah. on a lot of stuff. So six episodes. The first one is about Stan Lee, Jack Kirby becoming friends, forming Marvel, which I still think this would make an amazing biopic movie. Yeah. Fucking Brian Cranston or not Brian Cranston, uh, uh, Mark Marin and Stan Lee. I don't know who you get to pay Kirby, but it's a great story. The guy from uh, Ray Donovan, the little the brother. Oh, I don't know who that is. The guy who plays Terry Donovan. Terry Donovan as Jack Perfect. Kirby. Jack Kirby. Yeah. Uh, that's a great story. The second episode, uh, Creation of Wonder Woman, which is, uh, I think they pulled clips from that movie they came out, the the Wonder Woman about William Moulton Marston and how he was kinky and his wife and his mistress and bondage. Uh, that was a great episode. The third one, Joe Siegel, Jerry Schuster story of the creation of Superman. The fourth episode, this was neat. Comics after 9-11. Uh, it was all about how comics, the tone had changed and how Marvel dealt with the tragedy. Uh, fifth episode about Milestone Comics, the first independent black-owned comic book uh, studio company that lasted for a few years. What away? They're bringing it back. And then the sixth one was the story of Image Comics leading up to The Walking Dead. Of course, Kirkman's got to be self-serving. The whole thing ends with how big The Walking Dead is an image and the fandom. So wait, the image one is all about him? No, the image one is about the two thirds of it. Is it about the story of image? How, how they broke away, how they became rock stars. And then the last act is about the walking dead. No, which I knew he was going to, I was like, he isn't in any of them. And I was like, he's going to show up in one of these. He would not produce this and not be in it. Right. Uh, but the milestone comics one was really good, man. I remember buying static when it came out. Cause the character wore an X hat and I wore an X hat. The milestone one was the one that I hadn't seen wow. before. Oh, that was new information. Like, I've already, I already know the yes, image story. Yes. I already know the creation of Superman. I already know the Wonder Woman story, and I already know about Stanley. Milestone one was like so fresh and new to me because I remember buying Milestone. Me too. I remember buying Static and Icon and and hardware. you know and hardware and Blood Syndicate. So like I remember that they were trying to do something really cool. And uh, that they basically would just went away and I didn't know why. And I was like, what the fuck happened? Like, I'm like, in my mind, I, I always thought that not enough people bought the books. So it went away, like, just like every other book didn't sell. But then you find out in this that they, they were selling. They just wanted to do shit that DC didn't want them to do. Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden um, everyone had a falling out and couldn't agree. Well, they, and just at, at that same time, all comics were doing. Oh, bad. that was when the comic bust happened. Yeah, yeah. So they were just also a byproduct of that. I think if they would have played ball with DC a little bit more, they probably wouldn't have got. They probably got treat, treated better. Well, they're bringing them back into the DC universe yeah. now, and really, they they were really good books. The art was really good. I love the art for. St- I love the art for all. Yeah, of them. it looked different. It looked yeah. like uh, it looked like Valiant. Comics. It was. It was a little bit more indie, a little edgier. Yeah, Qual- It wasn't like they were bad books at all, man. Great stories, great characters, great art. So that's my recommendation, Anthony. You got anything? As usual, I came unprepared. Uh, that's all um, right. I got tons more. I know, but I will say this. If anyone's, you know, any of my our listeners are UFC fans, uh, check out Francis Ngannou. He's the next. He's next challenger for the heavyweight title. 
Uh, he knocked out Alistair Overeem a couple weeks ago. He literally le- like punched him so hard he le- he like ju- he got off the air. He was Whoa. elevated off the air. Oh yeah, he's a giant <laughs> heavyweight from Africa. Wow, it was transplanted to France, and he only started training in MMA like maybe three or four years ago. Wow, and he is now fighting for the title, and he is a scary. What's his name? Francis Ngannou. Look him up. Francis. How do you spell that? N G A N N O U. Ngannou. Yeah, he is crazy. <laughs> this man is a, Whoa, a fucking scary been, motherfucker. Oh, He's shit. from Cam- Cameroon. <laughs> this face he makes in every picture is like, I will eat your brains. I will, oh, Jesus Christ, I will eat your baby. Yeah, he's, he's Damn, a, he's he a killer. Damn, he towers over every fighter he's standing next to. He's a killer, man. What are his that's, specs? That's what my, are his specs? But he's, uh, I think he's 6'4", 260. 6'4", 260, absolutely. French nationality, 31 years from Cameroon. Yeah, that's Damn, my recommendation. Check guy, out his fight against Alistair Overeem. Th- you think this guy's got a big future? Yeah, he's the next star. Oh, I he win, he, he's gonna be, if he, I think he will win the title. I think he's the next big thing. Yeah, that guy's huge. I'm he's like, basically hey, like Mike persona? Tyson. Yeah, what's he like? Uh, he's very like, uh, I'm going to knock him out. Yeah. Uh, just, he's just very like, I mean, he's he's... You know, English isn't his first language, but he's just an intimidating. So he's not like a showman or anything. He's no, no, he's like, a, he's like a guy. Like he's like he's kind of like Tyson, where he just didn't talk, doesn't he, talk much, but he's comes just in and focused just on beating you. ass. Yeah, yeah. I would smash your face in. Damn, that's yeah. a good pull. Um, all right, uh, I saw the Disaster Artist this week, guys. In the theater? In the theater. You guys familiar with the disaster yep. artist? So Absolutely. This is uh You're tearing me apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. You have spoons? Oh, Did you start storing spoons no. at the screen? Apparently, so this movie, oh hi, Mark. I walk around we walk around the office doing that all the time when we pass by someone. We go, Oh hi, doggy. Oh hi, Mark. Lisa, you're tearing me apart. Oh hi, Mark. This is the movie. Uh, if you do not know what The Room is, look it up. The whole movie's on YouTube. Did you watch it? Yes, I've seen The Room, made by Tommy Wiseau, and I've known about The Room for a long time. It is officially the worst movie ever made, but it is so bad, it's good. They have midnight screenings of this movie. It's turned into Rocky Horror Picture Show. People show up wearing tuxedos and, and have footballs and have spoons, and they show up and say all the lines to this movie. So the disaster artist is about making the movie, Written, directed, starring James Franco as Tommy Wiseau and Dave Franco as uh, Greg Sestero, who's his buddy in the movie. Well, he's the guy, that character wrote the book yes, that this movie's yes. based Dave on. Franco wrote, so yes. this dude like was like the other character in the movie, and he was just being directed by Tommy Wiseau, and he was just like, yeah, I have to tell this story. A, I yes. have to fucking and write like, this shit down. So it's, the movie is told uh, from his point of view, largely, and it's a, it's, a, it's a really good movie. James Franco fucking nails Tommy Wiseau. Like, you forget it's Franco sometimes. Now, good. Uh, yes. Yeah, what is the movie about? It's just the movie is about them making the movie? Yes, the movie is about the making of The Room. It starts with Greg meeting Tommy at acting class. They become friends. Tommy's like... Let's move to Los Angeles. Uh, and it, there's three mysteries. Here's the thing. The movie is really a tribute to this, to a tribute to the fandom. This thing is way bigger than anything. If you have not seen The Room, I don't know if you can appreciate or enjoy this movie as much as if you are familiar with the fucking crazy fandom of The Room because it really doesn't dig into Tommy Wiseau's character. You don't learn that much more. You There's three things still nobody knows about Tommy Wiseau. Where he's from, how old he is, 
and where he gets his money. He spent $6 million well, I know on the, the room. I, I know the answer to all of these questions. Okay, where is he from? He's from Eastern Europe. He says he always says New Orleans. He goes, I'm from yeah, Louisiana. He, yeah, he probably lived in New Orleans for a while, but he's originally okay, from Eastern, Eastern Europe. Europe is still vague. Hey, now how old is he? How old do you think he is? He's like 58. He can, in the movie he tells Greg when Greg's like 20, uh, he's like, I'm your age. Greg, I'm your age. He's like, no fucking way you're in your twenties. Yeah. He's like 58 or 59. Where he's like did he on get 60. this money? He funded this movie himself. He splurged six million dollars on this shitty movie. Yeah, he he did some some shady shit because he was just weird. It's a I I think it may get an Oscar nomination for Franco. Uh, great performance. I wish they dove into Tommy more, but they don't. I really want to see this movie, but I movie. haven't been able to yet. No, it's a good movie. If you love the room, highly recommend it. Check it out. Well I done. Don't I mean I don't love the yeah. room. I've seen yeah. it and I was like that's a really bad movie. Yeah. and I don't know if I would watch it again, but I I watch it in clips every once you can in a buy, while. Just, if you go to TommyWiseo.com, you can buy box his designer boxer briefs. It says Tommy Wiseau across the the strap in their boxer briefs. Yes, yeah. do you we need this? Yeah. How many recommendations do you have, Imran? Uh, I watched. A I thought bunch. we wanted one. I thought, I've watched and you're, a and bunch you're going of with, shit. You've got like six listed. Here, I have dude. some more. I watched well, a bunch wa- of things. You watched Punisher Warzone for the first yeah, time. Yeah, randomly. Yeah, why is that in the recommendations? I don't know. That's why I skipped it because I randomly <laughs> waiting for you to finish Punisher. Have you finished Punisher by the way? I have three episodes left. I'll have it done. Okay, waiting we, we for you can, to we'll finish. I was. Uh, I randomly. I was like, have I seen this movie? I definitely had not seen the movie because I would have remembered this fucking movie. And it's a. It's a. A contender for a what the fuck happened episode, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. it's a strange fucking. Ray movie. Stevenson doesn't talk much, which actually works for the character. And I just want to know why did you have him spinning around on a fucking chandelier? I sp- thought that was actually <laughs> cool. Gods, no, I was like, what? Yeah, okay. I didn't like the jigsaw. That he was oh, a yeah. little. That was the Joker. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. A, yeah. he was doing a Joker impersonation. He was like a gangster New Yorker jigsaw. Like if that was shot in New York and it was shot there, and they they didn't have that guy, that dude, uh, the Jigsaw guy, yeah. it actually could have been a good movie. I mean, it's I feel it, like that ruined the whole movie. Was, that whole it's, performance, it's violent, it's brutal, but it's such a weird, darkly comic thing. Like the la- it ends with like Frank shooting a guy, it cuts to black, and then the the cop is like, oh, "I got now, I got brains all over me." Like it's just a weird, darkly comic <laughs> movie. Here's what else is darkly comic that I want to recommend. It's happy on sci-fi with Chris Maloney. I've seen the first two episodes. It's dude. This is a fucking fun, crazy fucking show. Uh, it's, it's like cartoony, but violent. Also, did you know on sci-fi, you could just swear and say motherfucker and fuck and show nudity. And there's a scene where a girl's giving a blowjob to a guy in a lobster, inflatable lobster costume. Like this is a fucking crazy show. I love it. It's very good. Oh, maybe what, I'll check it. What out. else you got, Imran? I know you've got twenty more recommendations. Two here. more. Jesus Christ, dude! I've started. I got turned on to Future Man on Hulu. Uh, much like the Disaster Artist, this is a uh, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg production. They also did Preacher. Uh, I think there's their half hour episodes. There's ten. This show is is fucking great. It is an adult sci-fi comedy that's like last starfighter meets terminator meets back to the future uh lead character is the dude from the hunger games josh hutchinson hutchinson who's also in the disaster artist basically the setup for this is he's a terrible he's a janitor for this lab and he hates his life and he's playing this game biotics that nobody can beat and he finally beats it no one's around to see him he starts jerking off in celebration (laughs) 
And these two visitors show up from the future. They're people from the game. He fucking comes all over the guy. Uh, and it turns out the game was sent back in time as a training tool to help fight uh, this thing in the future. This uh, The scientist creates the perfect cure. And the fucking show is great. It's so much fun. It's irreverent. There's lots of swearing, lots of violence, sex, nudity. I was thinking of watching this at some point. I I love it. I love it. It's great. Uh, and then the last thing. Here we go. Oh my god! One last thing I have to. <laughs> You're the worst, dude. I look. I don't care. I'm saying this. <laughs> You're terrible. You're tearing me You're apart, terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> Zach Snyder, it's one recommendation, dude. But one recommendation. How about the fact that you fuckers don't come prepared with anything? And I knew that was going to happen, so I put seven. Oh, things but this in is here. just an excuse for you to talk. Well, yes, it is. Wait a minute. In defense of of me. Mm-hmm. When you sent me the show notes and you, it says in the show notes, have recommendations. I got this yesterday. <laughs> what am I supposed to watch? That's yeah. plenty How much of time. time do I have to watch something? Well, have you been watching anything? Yeah, you did. You actually, I mean, not that I would have came more prepared, but you did tell us this yesterday. I would thought you guys just watch ran whatever you randomly watched. No. Okay. Last <laughs> thing, you fuckers. I like that we're Anthony's- shitting all over this. I I'm just saying like I wish I was more prepared but like I wasn't because I just learned about this the day before. It Great happens. Hi <laughs> <laughs> Tanya, tell us about that. So, here's the the recommendation is there's an episode of the 30 for 30 series, season 2. It's called The Price of Gold. Came out a couple years ago, 2013. It is the story of the Tanya Harding Nancy Kerrigan incident in the 92 Olympics, but it's told from the point of view of Tanya Harding, Tanya Harding is in this fucking documentary telling it to you from her own mouth. And but when you watch by the end of this, you feel bad for Tanya Harding. You, this documentary kind of shows you that she's a victim of her like white trash upbringing. She went from an abusive mom to an abusive boyfriend, really never had a chance to fight the perfect ice princess, Nancy Kerrigan, who also came from no money, was a tomboy, but she just ended up graceful. The documentary is amazing. Well, there is a movie out called I, Tanya, where Margot Robbie Harlequin is playing Tanya Harding. It's out now. It's only in like 10 theaters, but it's going to open wide. There's a trailer for it. The movie looks amazing. They're calling it the Goodfellas of figure skating. It looks like a crazy crime drama. The story itself is nuts. Like you can't write a story like this. It's an amazing story. So check out I, Tanya trailer. It's like a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, it's totally like a Coen Brothers thing where you got dirtbag fucking bodyguard Sean Eckhart and Galuli. And it's weird because I remember a lot of this, but you remember it kind of from the Nancy Kerrigan they, angle. Done, they've done a pretty decent job of making Margot Robbie look like white trash. Right? She's still, <laughs> she, like the movie is, is a slightly attractive more people than the documentary, but she looks like white trash. Uh, she looks dressed out. I think she may get an Oscar nomination for this, her performance as Tanya Harding. And really just, you feel bad for Tanya, which is an amazing but Anthony, thing. would you still hit it? Oh yeah, Tanya Harding back in '92. Would you hit white that? trash? White white trash. Margot Robbie definitely yes. And what about what about Tanya Harding? Would you hit? Oh, Tanya Harding herself. Yeah. Oh, then God no, no, not even no. Then? That girl, that girl. You need safe words around her. <laughs> She's crazy. She is crazy. She is a firecracker, and you and she doesn't hold back. Things in- are going up my asshole that I don't want. Oh shit! Listen, you get that in in the documentary. She's like, I don't give a fuck. It's like this is bullshit, and you feel bad because Nancy Kerrigan went on 
to do lots of shows and ice capades wait, and get wait. paid. You feel bad? Yeah, I feel bad for Tanya Harding, man. She didn't. She still didn't get shit. And the irony being that she beat someone up. Yeah, it, right, come on. She so she did not have anything to do with that. She mm. was not involved. She knew about it afterwards. That's what she actually got arrested for is the fact that she knew about what happened afterwards and didn't tell All anyone. Right. She claims she's that she did not have any knowledge of this happening. That was like our friend. It too, was it, it was fucking Galuli and the fucking shitty his friend who was the bodyguard, Sean Eckhart. Hmm. And, All right. Yeah, and then Nancy Kerrigan was like a bitch to her in that last fucking competition. All right, read some emails. Okay. <laughs> Wrapping up feedback. Let's, let's, let's transition. Yeah. We got to please Imran. Imran's uh, recommendation segment. It was my recommendation segment. I had, look, I had a lot of random shit I wanted to tell people about. Uh, we got a Facebook message from listener Joe St. John. First time uh, we've heard from him. Hey, I'm a new listener, but I've been really enjoying listening to your stuff. Keep it up. Found it really refreshing to hear a different review on Ragnarok after all the praise it's received, as all MCU movies do. As no one else was seemingly bothered about how the movie was dominated by humor and pointless jokes, despite some of them making me laugh, I felt it messed up the continuity of the MCU, especially this close to Infinity War, but it also had such a different tone to the preceding two Thor films, and with that does not feel like a trilogy. Yeah, Joe, you're right. I, we agree, Joe. And I'm glad you found it refreshing because everyone is was just fucking jizzing all over the movie. And I'm like, uh, it wasn't a bad it movie. It wasn't a bad no. movie, but like. needed a check. It yeah, needed to be checked. Need to be checked. You know, that's, that's a good point. Odin dies. You make a joke right afterwards. Come on. Yeah. I mean, you got to rein it in. Less is yeah. more when it comes to that kind of comedy. Chickeny, check yourself. Before you wreck the movie. And then finally, Matt Delhauer tweets, uh, favorite part of this week's episode, Anthony bashing audio drama fiction podcast, forgetting he was in a fictional musical. Yeah, with a gun pointed into his head. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, let me, let me, let me. Explain why that, uh, yeah. (laughs) I was, I was committed to something without being asked. Yes, I just. By, By guess who? Yes. I told him, yeah. yes. I volunteered both Rugs and Anthony, it, and we had a great time. It turned it out great. It was fun. It was a fun time, but I, I didn't. I never agreed to doing it. But there are a lot yeah. of really huge audio drama podcasts. It's a big genre in the podcasting field. Welcome to Night Vale. You never heard of that? The fucking thing's huge. They're going to get a TV show. I just show. like that Matt, that's Matt's favorite part. <laughs> that was that, his that favorite part. <laughs> All right, fuckers. We're done for this week. Uh, we'll have more news and reviews for you next week. Holy crap, holy. Rugs, where can the people find you? You can find me on the internet, on Twitter, at ReallyRugBoy. On your phone. On your phone, yeah. hit that. Subscribe to the podcast, listener, and every week we will vibrate your pocket and Really Rugboy will be waiting for you in your pants. Oh, shit. That's what happens when you subscribe. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and recommend this show. Share this episode to a friend. Word of mouth. Spread it around. Let- Call into all these radio shows and say Jock and Nerd. <laughs> yeah, just instead of... Uh, fuck- Start doing that. Call Howard Stern up. Say rug boy, really rug boy. Let's get some uh, drive-bys instead of fucking the pussy. Just go talking nerd. Just do, yeah. nerd. Just do one of these on live TV. That's all you got to do. Yeah, instead of Baba Booey. Yes. <laughs> we did. Talking nerd. Yeah. Let's make talking nerd the new Baba Booey rugs. I like that idea. Thanks for listening to the talking nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll hear you next time. Next time.
We need like a saying, like Baba Booey. Jack and Nerdy. <laughs> Do we have one? Yeah, you can make one up now. Like, go play with the basketball. Well, you can, that's that one. What do we got? Uh, we'll stroke a barbell. No, go stroke you. a barbell. There you go. Who cares? A jock said that. We have a... That's a good one. Jock-tastic. My spider shits are tingling. Oh, uh, wait. My spider shits are tingling. Yeah. <laughs> 